This is the Breath of Fresh Jets podcast with Charlie Badwini. What is going on, everybody, and welcome back to the Breath of Fresh Jets podcast. I'm your host, Charlie Badwini, and this is your number one stop for all things Jets content and news. It's good to be back. I know we haven't spoken in a while. It's been a, it's been a pretty crazy month for myself. A lot of school stuff, projects, finals, but semester's over. I'm back home for winter break, and it's been a, been a rough couple of weeks for us Jet fans, to say the least. I think the last time we spoke was before the Texans game. And, you know, that, that was a nice weekend. We got the win in Houston, but since then it's been all downhill from there. Caught the L against the Eagles, caught the L against the Saints, and the Dolphins this past weekend. All three pretty rough offensive showings for the Jets and their young quarterback, Zach Wilson. But uh, got to say, this past weekend I was down in Florida with my, with my dad, and me and him and a couple of some of his Syracuse lacrosse buddies all went to the game in Miami on Sunday. And that was just a, a fantastic experience. Uh, even though it was a loss, Hard Rock Stadium is easily one of the best in the NFL. I mean, I, I shouldn't say that because I've only been to two shitty MetLife and Hard Rock. But uh, I will say Hard Rock is light years better than MetLife Stadium especially sitting there in the warmth in December. That's something that I've never experienced, warm football in December. But anyway, a uh, quick recap of the game because I, I want this podcast, since it's been a while since we've spoken, this is going to be a bit of the State of the Union uh, address, State of the Jets, how, how the team's doing right now, where, where we're headed, what kind of foundational pieces we have here uh, as the season comes to a close. You know, we're not winning anything this year. It's, at this point, it's all about draft position, but... It's it's not all darkness right now. There are a couple pieces on the offensive and defensive side of the ball that have shown and flashed in these last couple weeks that I think are really strong foundational pieces that the Jets can build upon. And I I, I think that it's it's dark right now, but there are brighter days ahead, Jets fans. I know we're <laughs> we're a pessimistic bunch. If someone raises their hand to us, we flinch because we're not used to having nice things. But I'm telling you, the future is bright. This coaching staff, this team, I, I really think there is a lot of potential here and a lot to build off of. So let's start with arguably the most important thing about this 2021 season, and that's the quarterback, Zach Wilson. He's He hasn't been great these past few weeks. He's, he's been a little spotty at times, but since he's returned from, from the, uh, the PCL injury, I, me personally, I think his decision-making has gotten a lot better. He's only thrown, I think, one interception since his return, and it was that one in Houston. Where it, you know it was kind of like a miscommunication with Ty Johnson, but regardless, Zach is is on his way, guys. The kid's a playmaker. You saw it yesterday or, or two days ago in the Miami game. He, he he was missing his left tackle, George Fant. His his left guard, AVT, went out halfway through the game, so he had a left side of Connor McDermott and Dan Feeney, two guys who should not be playing in the NFL, and he was running for his life and. And and we, on top of the, the offensive line injuries, wide receiver one, Elijah Moore, injured. Wide receiver two, Corey Davis, injured. I, I don't understand how people can expect Zach Wilson to, in, in his rookie year where he's shown that it's it, he, he obviously can't carry a team by himself just yet, but what he's been able to do with this supporting cast, to me, shows that he, he can play in this league. And 
It's his rookie year, and what I always say with these rookie quarterbacks is you have to write off the rookie season. It, it, quarterback, maybe besides corner, is one of the hardest positions to go from from college to pros, especially playing at a college like BYU where, you know, playing at BYU, Zach, he was the best player on the field at all times. I mean, there, there's really no, no doubt about that. It, playing against the competition they do, he was always the best player on the field, so he always knew he could play hero ball and, and, and get some success out of that. In the NFL, it's not going to work like that. And it's, it's taking time for him to adjust, but I think eventually he's going to get there. So before we start calling this guy Darnold 2.0 or Christian Hackenberg or Geno Smith, can we please give him a chance to breathe? I know, I, I know it's been forever since the Jets have had a franchise quarterback, but just give him a chance. Moving away from the quarterback, there's also a lot of talent on offense right now. I mean, the last two drafts have been mostly focused on offense, and that's why I think the defense has been suffering recently. But, you know, when you look around, you got guys like Elijah Moore, who is our second-round pick in this past year's draft, Michael Carter, the running back, who has been absolutely fantastic. And, you know, he was coming off that ankle injury this previous game against the Dolphins. I think they were just kind of holding him on a snap count, but... And in, in, in the limited reps he had, he was great. Um, Elijah Vera Tucker is already a fantastic run blocker. He just has to, to develop a bit more in the pass, pass protection game, and he'll be uh, an all-pro, I think, for years to come. Makai Becton, we haven't seen a lot of him this year, but, you know, Becton, the thing with him is this injury was, was a freak accident. People are really mad at him and, like, are, are like, oh, he's never available. I, I know he missed some games his rookie year, and he's been out for the season this year, but... I, I, I can't speak to the injuries his rookie year, but this year, week one in, in Carolina, that was a freak accident where, where his leg just got rolled up on by a Panthers defensive lineman. It wasn't his fault, and he's a, he's a big guy. It takes a while to come back from these injuries. It's, that, that's not, it's not, the reason why he's not playing right now, and, and it's been so long past the, ex, the expectation for him to return, is because he's got to get back into game shape. And I, I'm not worried about it too much. Shut him down for the rest of the season. Uh, let him get in the best shape of his life this summer, get him ready for training camp, and next year we'll be ready to roll. That being said, there are still some glaring holes on the offensive line at the moment. Tight end is a must this offseason. Free agency, the draft, the Jets need to get some more tight ends in here because Michael Fleur's offense, as creative as he's been the past few weeks, they're relying a lot on guys like Ryan Griffin and Tyler Croft who aren't exactly starter-level tight ends in the NFL. Tyler Croft is a great piece. I, I think the Jets should re-sign him in this offseason, but he's at best a tight end two or three. He's a great blocker. He can catch passes, but he doesn't do anything special or extraordinary. Tight end must be a focus for the Jets this offseason because it's so important for a young quarterback, especially Zach, to have a safety blanket, a safety valve, a guy who's going to be in there and is going to be able to find holes in the defense and make some plays for him. Offensive line, the the right side is pretty good. Morgan Moses has been great this year at right tackle, but he's not a long-term piece. He's, he's aging. He's a vet. Who knows how much longer he'll be able to produce at such a high level. Right guard, uh, Van Roten was terrible this season, uh, but the trade they made for uh, LDT, Duvernay Tardif, he's been serviceable. I think, think the Jets should bring him back as well, if, if not as a starter, at least as some solid depth in case, you know, some guys go down as it often happens for the Jets. But center, McGovern's having a pretty solid year, and I can see the Jets definitely bring him back for his third year of his contract, his last year. Wide receiver has been absolutely really, really brutal for the Jets since Corey Davis and Elijah Moore went down. These past few games, Zach has been relying on Denzel Mims, who just... Jet fans at this point, 
it's over for, for Mims. I, I know we were all campaigning really hard for him at the start of this season, but it's clear that he just can't put it together. I don't know if it's a mental thing. I don't know if it's just this offense he can't get a grasp on, but the Mims, the Mims train is over, and I, I honestly find it really hard to believe he'll be on this Jets roster come training camp in 2022. That being said, the Jets need to make some moves to bolster this wide receiver core this offseason. I think one of the one of the two first-round picks the Jets, Jets have this year should absolutely go wide receiver. Offensive line, not a bad idea either, but the, one of these wide receivers from Ohio State, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, uh, there's a couple of guys from Alabama, of course, who are coming out and are fantastic receiving prospects. The Jets should absolutely invest in one of these guys because the more receivers you have, the more separation, the more plays, the more catches, and I just think adding as many weapons as possible is the best thing you can do for Zach Wilson at this point in his career, and it's especially important for his development. Even in free agency, there's going to be a lot of great wide receivers available. you got guys like Devontae Adams, who's arguably, actually no, I'm not even going to say arguably, he's the best receiver in the league, and he's going to be a free agent. The Jets should throw the bag at him. Chris Godwin, I know he just tore his ACL, but he would also not be a bad acquisition for this Jets team, especially for a guy like Zach Wilson, who, like I said, needs these weapons. He can't be throwing to Denzel Mims, DJ Montgomery, and Keelan Cole every week if his top two receivers go down. They need some security. They need some depth. All right, moving over to the defensive side of the ball, which is just absolutely atrocious. Uh, they cannot stop anybody. And unfortunately, the fix is not coming this season, guys. The defense is not going to get ex exponentially better as this, as over these last next three games. But I really think with uh, a full off season of focusing on the defense, the, it's going to it's going to be a quick turnaround next year. So on the defensive line, you know, John Franklin Myers started this season really strong. He's been kind of lulling. The only real standout game he had was against Houston, but. I really think the only problem with that is just he's he's the only good edge rusher the Jets have, and all of the all the the attention and focus goes on him when when these offenses are game planning for our Jets defense. I think he'll be fine, especially when Carl Lawson comes back next year. To have another pass rushing threat on the other side is so huge, and it will open up so many things next year for guys like Quinn and Williams, Sheldon Rankins, if the Jets decide to bring him back. Uh, JFM, like I was just talking about, having all three of those guys healthy and rushing the passer will be absolutely fantastic. That being said, there still needs to be some reinforcements at linebacker. CJ Mosley has been, has been pretty solid this year, but he's the only Jets linebacker that consistently knows what he's doing and makes plays. Quincy Williams was a great waiver wire find. He's been great so far this year, but other than that, the only other linebacker you can really hang your hat on is Quincy Williams, and he's he's still a young guy, still developing. He can make some plays sometimes, but and he'll only get better with age. But but we need more bodies at linebacker. Blake Cashman isn't cutting it. I know Sherwood and Nazaldine, uh, the Jets' pit draft, like fifth and sixth draft picks from last year, were supposed to be really big this year, but. They, I think they're both injured right now, and they haven't been contributing as much. Gerard Davis, who was a priority free agent signing by Joe Douglas this past free agency, has been a non-factor. I, I, I know Salah said he's been recovering from that injury he suffered in preseason, but I think it's just to save face and, uh, and sugarcoat the fact that he's been benched for Quincy Williams. At safety... It's one of the weaker spots on the roster right now. Ashton Davis had an interception against the Dolphins last uh, this past game, dropped another, and he's just not very good at at tackling. As funny as that is to say for an NFL safety, but he always seems to find the worst angle to take when when going after somebody, going to tackle them. And it's just it, as much as I hate to say it, it's, it's kind of funny, but. Yeah, he's just, I don't know if he needs some more time to develop, but right now he's not it. Elijah Riley, 
He's a good he's a good depth piece, but he's not a starter. I don't know if the Jets are going to re-sign Marcus May. At this point, it might be a bit of a, a strained relationship there, especially after all the stuff with his agent and the, the, the DUI they kept under wraps for so long. But the Jets need to make a move in free agency this offseason for safety help, linebacker help, and I, and some, I think some more edge rushers and defensive linemen. The one position that really doesn't need too much work, aside from adding a number one piece, is the cornerback position. Bryce Hall and Brandon Eccles played fantastic, absolutely fantastic against the Dolphins. They both had three pass breakups, which is the first time two Jets corners had th- each had three pass breakups since uh, Darrell Revis and Antonio Cromartie in 2010. So that tells you uh, what the Jets cornerbacks group have been since the uh, elite days of Revis and Crow. But Michael Carter II, who is our slot corner, is he, he's a stud as well. These guys are all really good pieces to build off of and, and, and I think are, are going to just continue to get better, especially as they enter year two and year three for Bryce Hall specifically. So the foundational pieces we have on the Jets defense so far, like I listed, Quinn and Williams, John Franklin Myers is a good piece. Um, Quincy Williams is a nice piece at linebacker. Eccles, Hall, and Carter, all great linebacker, or uh, excuse me, cornerbacks. But the real issues right now, we need linebacker help, we need safety help, and maybe another edge rusher or two. So at the end of the day, where does this all get us? We got three games left. We got the Jaguars, the Buccaneers, and the Bills. <sighs> the Jets should be able to beat the Jaguars, but who knows with this team sometimes. And the, the Bucks and the Bills, depending on what they're doing, resting starters or whatnot, could be interesting. The Bucks did lose Chris Godwin to an ACL tear last uh, on Sunday night. So I, I don't know, but this Jets team, it's, it's, not, it's not over. Don't write off Robert Sala just yet. Don't write off Michael Floor and Jeff Ulbrich just yet. Joe Douglas, I know he's been here a while and the record isn't good and the 2020 draft class isn't looking good. The free agency isn't looking good, but this is years of ineptitude these guys are trying to fix. Years. 10 years of terrible drafting, 10 years of terrible free agents, and 10 years of cancer building in the locker room. And it's not going to flip overnight. You just have to have patience with this new regime let them do what they want to do, and if it doesn't work in a few years, then they pull the plug and find someone else. But this is who we got right now, and I don't know about you guys, but this is the best I felt about a Jets regime since I, since I started being a fan. You know, the the, the Bulls McCagnan era always had a weird weird uh, like vibe over it. The the Gase era, you know, you guys know how what that was like, how terrible that was for some for two years. But it just feels different. It's more positive, more upbeat. And I really think this team's headed in the right direction. And give it, give it this this offseason. Let them retool this defense. Let them add a few pieces on offense. And next year, I think the Jets will actually manage to be a bit more competitive, especially than what they were this year. All right, well, that's about going to wrap it up for this episode of the Breath of Fresh Jets podcast. Thank you for listening. I know it's been a while since I've been uh, been uploaded, but uh, it's good to be back. Good to, good to have a break from school. I can dive a bit more into these podcasts, do some uh, some more special episodes. I, I want to do another mock draft, another mock offseason like I was doing uh, last winter, and I can't wait to get started on this offseason because obviously this season is going nowhere. Hopefully we'll get a picks pod out this week. I know you've probably been missing that as well. But don't let yourself get too low. This Jets team, the future is bright. Take it from me, Breath of Fresh Jets, all right? We'll talk again soon.
You've been listening to The Breath of Fresh Jets with Charlie Badwin.